Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. We would like to acknowledge the Shumash, Keech, and Tongva people, the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded on, and pay our respects to the elders, past, present, and emerging. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kinda gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. I feel like crying. Oh my god, let's start the pod with you crying. <laughs> What do you want to cry about? I don't know. <laughs> what happened? You said you had a story. Oh no, it's not. No, don't build it up. Well, I'm not building. I'm just. It's a, I'm just asking. <laughs> I went to get Goldie from school, and I she left her locker open, and I was like, "Shouldn't we shut your locker?" And she said, "No one steals anything." I was like, "Well, but still, just like some of your stuff's falling out." So she had to do something, and then I shut her locker and I saw all her school books and like the different classes and it gave me this wave of like nostalgia for I guess the simplicity of like when you just started junior high and all these classes and you've got your whatever your folder that says you know geometry and this and that whatever and just gathering your books and going to the right classroom and you're totally committed to like you've turned over a new leaf you've started that you're going to do everything perfectly turning your assignments on time yeah and just yeah and I think that like simplicity of just knowing I guess it's a false sense of like there's some order and stuff like that when I am doing a movie or a tv show I do love that kind of the, the routine aspect Having a schedule. Yeah. I always thought like I love no schedule because I like to just sort of be in my own imagination and just not be interrupted. But love, I love a schedule. Remember when you wanted to do your SATs while you were pregnant with Goldie? Yeah. You suddenly got a wave and you had a tutor and everything? Got a wave? You got a wave of wanting to get that high <laughs> I, school diploma. I caught a wave. It suddenly, it suddenly came upon you. It came upon me. Your Blackberry flew upon me. <laughs> What was that? When my brother uh, lost his Blackberry and then somebody called and said, your Blackberry flew upon me. It just flew upon him. And, and so this came upon you, this urge to get your, well, yeah. to do your SATs because you didn't true. get to do it because you were acting. They do. Well, yes. When I was young, I'm in this group. I'm in a nice group of actors who in the 80s didn't get their diplomas. I mean, maybe they have now. Josh, beautiful thing to bond over. Josh Charles is one. Um, I think there's a whole club. We should... We should okay, I've got an idea yes? for a reality show. You gather all those actors back together yeah. and they have to complete their high school <gasps> diplomas. Who would be in that group? Well, I mean, Josh Radner... Josh Radner was not there. Not... <laughs> <laughs> he went to Josh Radner. If you said he, oh that Josh God. Radner had not completed he his holds, high school education, uh, he would. He made a whole movie. He would in die the town. and then turn in his grave. Oh my God! We'd have a Twitter. Very proudly Twitter completed war. high school and college. And didn't he film a movie in his old? Josh Radner, one of my friends who I like, despite having gone to college. Oh, you yeah. don't. Well, I think college is groovy. <laughs> you, 
Josh Charles. Okay, Josh Charles, who is from Dead River's Poets, Edge, right? No, Dead no, Poets Society. Okay. And a lot of things. Um, who else are you putting in there? Who's going in this new graduating well, class of 2024? I feel like, let's say. man. I've, Drew Barrymore, would she? Probably would okay. be in the same club. I think a lot of them. But what happened when you were pregnant and you did it? You got really into it I for had a, a bit. You had an algebra cool. tutor or something. I had an right? algebra tutor. because So I'm street smart. I got the smarts on the streets. And they can't teach you that in tutoring. <laughs> you, you don't know. There could be like a, a tutor who can teach you street, street smart. Street smart tutoring. <laughs> you just walk around some neighborhoods together. Had to have some swag. And I am self-taught. I've read a lot, like a lot, like all the books that were banned recently, that sad list of banned books. I like to go, I like to please myself and, and check off even if I look up 100 most famous books, 80% of them I've read. And that banned book list, only a couple I haven't read. Mm. So, you know, and then I've traveled a lot. I talk to people. I learn this way. You've made something of yourself. And You're my, a self-made woman. And the, the quality of the work was good when I was young. If I was just not in school, does that make a difference? Not Wait, what do you mean? What I mean is I wasn't in school, but I was doing good work that I really liked and in good quality. Is that Okay, weird? yeah, so it is does make a difference. Of course, quality? yeah. I guess, maybe not. Is that some I sort mean, it's of... subjective, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice. If you have to sacrifice something like a traditional education, it's nice to look back and feel that the body of work you created in that time is meaningful. And it's, yeah. I mean, you made some movies that are like part of cinematic history in that, in the yeah, 80s it and was kind of going, and my like my grandfather left school at thirteen, but to like work and support his family. You know, you were just saying you want to make a list for next week. Yeah. I just looked down at my phone, and there was something we were driving along this week, and you asked me to write it down okay. so you remembered to talk about it at the pod. Now uh -oh. I'm betting uh -oh. you have no idea what this note <clears throat> okay. means. Okay, how you much? Said, you said write this down. You can't smell a herring. Something fishy. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I don't what remember. What the hell is that? That was. It's like when you write a dream. You write Shit. notes in a dream in the night, and you're kind of wait. Convinced and I know that was good. I know it was gold. Okay. The next note after you asked was bought their way to the top. Well, I guess I was. Well, I don't know. I mean, this is when you think you have exciting things to say. <laughs> Probably, I was thinking about can you feel the difference with people who buy their own billboards. Oh, I think you're right. I think you were talking about like nepotism babies and stuff, and the idea. Especially boys. Oh, I love we. we <laughs> Ioni and I, being you know in our post forties world, we'll call it, is uh, we we're a little behind on memes and lingo sometimes. And our friend Johanna just told us the term "specie boy." Yeah. Which is, I was looking up to, there's a whole bunch of memes about, and they, they seem almost connected to that. Do you remember that scene in... You're a special boy now? No. A little bit. Like if your oh, okay. mum, especially it's a young man whose mum made them feel very special. Like Jesus. Yes. So do you remember... Well, and, oh, Jesus, did Jesus' mom make yeah, him feel special? Yeah, he was the Immaculate Conception. Was there... Well, so, but who... Yeah, I guess so. Mary He, he was the him. ultimate special well, boy. Course. She washed her feet with his hair. Oh, that's right. That is that's pure special. And he had boy. Mary of Magdalene as well, who but, some say were the same person, or the 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 sex worker. That his mom was a sex worker. No, the, there was the Mary who was a sex worker, yeah. and then the mom who was 
his mom. And people say they're the, the same Virgin person. Mary. You told me that in some sort of Gnostic writing. That the, you know how there was the 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 prostitute. Yes. And she, Mary Magdalene. Mary right? Magdalene, yeah. right? And she also washed. She washed his feet. Oh, was it she who did it? Okay. Well, look, especially boy gets everything. Okay, okay, Espe- okay. And, and I think the context All of the this is, and there's a certain type of guitar playing especially boy. Oh, yeah. That sort of just like stands on the side of the stage and it's all about them, even if they're not the front person. Right. They are working it. They can, are highly Can a bass player through. be a especially boy? Yeah. It's possible. Drummer? Drummer's a whole... Drummers, see, drummers and bass, (laughs) drummers and bass players, they give. They're naturally supportive. Uh huh. Guitar players want attention. Oh yeah, because the drummer and the bass player are given the rhythm. They're team players. They're they're given the flavor, and they're happy to be in the uh, sort of uh, not 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 in the spotlight. Like they're happy to be sort of a a supportive. And and but some bass players slap. Not well, that too. But there there's the hook. Yeah, not many though. That's Except a for flea, Klaus. Klaus. Well, Klee, oh, Klaus, but Klaus yeah. and Walk on the Wild Side. Yeah, that's true. That was a pure Special Boy baseline. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Right. Yeah. And what else? You were talking about something else. We were oh talking yeah, about Special oh. Boys. I oh, know. We were talking about your list and about the idea of that you can sense. You believe you have a sixth sense. Oh, okay. For when somebody is the terms the kids were using was an industry plant. When someone who's not authentically pursuing their own art, but kind of has bought their way into it or their parents have. Or they like the look of it. Well, we all like the look of it, but I think it's more about some sort of nepotism, some sort of shortcut they took into the industry. And you were saying that the expression you said was you can smell a herring. Okay. But I (laughs) also- Something fishy. Nepotism, there's also, it, it can really work beautifully, like, you know- I'm thinking of uh, Meryl Streep's daughters, and and I'm a child of, but yeah. no one helped me. No one, no one gave me nothing. a cent. That's right. But it does actually. It was people were impressed by. Well, it gets your foot in the door. I think. Yeah, people it's a do, story around. Yeah, yeah, a little but, bit of a know, narrative. You know. So, Carve, a couple episodes ago, we the one where we just had a fight uh-huh. about. My performance, which being was very good, a- <laughs> it's not subpar. I was just like, I don't know. That's okay. We don't need to rehash. No, we're it. not going to rehash. But it was a great performance. Oh well, that's very nice. Anyway, I was did a cameo in a Carve Zahidi episode of uh, the show about the show, and we, we we about two episodes ago, the one that's called. I wasn't asking for your opinion. I was asking for your support. Yes. Uh, Carve just emailed me this morning. He said, "Hey Ben, really enjoyed the episode. I thought it was touching." Sorry about the fight. Hope you guys are well. Cave. P.S. Last night, Kathy said, doesn't Ben Lee look like a lion? Aw. I feel like a lion. Oh, you do? Yeah, I've always felt like a lion. You do like to wrestle, and I think lions like to wrestle. I do. I used to feel bad when I realized when we were dating that you loved to wrestle, that I wasn't a wrestling type. Yeah. But I mean- I if- met my match in other ways. What do you mean? Well, just with you. You you don't wrestle physically, oh, but you but are- do I ever wrestle yeah, you, emotionally with you, you? You give as good as you get, you know. Yeah. You're a, we did. We don't- you You're know, an emotional starker. Yeah, yeah, starker. That's a Yiddish. If anyone doesn't know already, like everyone would know, but I have a children's book I put out a while ago, but it's uh, with Yiddish. It's about Yiddish, but it's like fun, funny. It's, it's a kid's book called My Yiddish Vacation. Yeah. It's and really it's got cute. some, sto- it's like sort of me and my brother. But listen, that's one of the words in it. 
what? Starka, which yeah. means like sort of strong. Absolutely. I was going to say that we're not, I know we appear, we're, we're sort of from LA, you're Sydney, but we would do tarot cards and stuff a lot, like because we're like hippie, new age types. We're not, but I still do like it once in a while. We did our cards and Ben, Special Boy. You threw him. I threw him. And of course, his were golden, literally got the sun, all these beautiful cards. And mine, I'm, I woke up feeling toxic emotionally or something or other and my cards were were really all dark dark cards but good right you you always do a nice spin on things well i'm just i remember when we were learning about dream analysis many years ago and that we came across that idea that there's no there's no, there's no bad, bad dreams. dreams or bad trips it's all bad, interesting it's all, content yeah, grist abs- for the mill to yeah, learn about yeah. yourself so in some yeah. ways and i feel the same with like my career and everything that like the quote unquote bad times and the failures are the times where I've grown the most. And so I think you had the, you had the more, more potent terror. I mean, it's probably. exciting because your, um, your album and your right now, it feels like there's some, there's some good stuff going. Well, it doesn't feel that, but that's a term that came in, became popular. I feel like it's funny. My friend Frankie, Inglesi, he did the funniest thing when feel started coming in the lingo. I feel like, and he was joking and using, I feel like this lamp is beige. I feel like about things that were just facts. So facts, your album, your career, your your stuff is happening. Where's, what's my point? My point is, it's really nice. And I'm wondering, psychologically, it's we've, as a couple, we're not both actors, both musicians, Sometimes you hear one will get like a little jealous or feel bad about their own career or something or other. Are you feeling jealous? I'm not, I never have, but I'm wondering, I feel it could creep in. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll consider myself warned. Do, do you, know, you know what happened? We, we just announced this show. I'm doing this show in Australia in November with this Irish band called The Cause and uh-huh. Wet, Wet, Wet. And I just said yes to this show. I got the offer. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And I did not realize the fervor that this show was going to unleash in a lot of people. But then someone wrote to me on Twitter when I announced it. Let me t- tell you what this. Uh, I think I remember that I was like, "You should do it." Not that you weren't going. No, you to. should take. You should take four credits. <laughs> huh? um, but listen to this response. I'm so I announced, right announced this show. I'm it's going to be a great show. I'm um, November twenty sixth. Yes. The cause wet, wet, wet. Ben Where Lee again? Hope Estate in the Hunter Valley, the wine oh, region of I've New never South been Wales. There. But someone wrote, please promise you'll go out of your way to have extensive backstage dialogue with Jim. Read geopolitics, current affairs, and COVID nineteen. What? And I was like, uh-oh. Because <laughs> I don't know anything about the cause. I've heard them a couple of times on the radio. I was like, what is going on with this uh, with this guy? And I just Googled and it said, Jim from the cause shut down after claiming that the Irish woman who was the first in the world to get the COVID-19 vaccine is an actor. <laughs> so so I don't know what I'm stepping into. But anyway. Well, I, you know, yeah, yeah. don't, you know. I'm not I gonna. mean... I, oh, I just think, look, if she was an actor, it was a fantastic performance. And that's what really combined us all. It was just one of those weird things where, like, you... I you, know. There's so much problematic shit in the world. I and know. so many it's so cuckoo birds hard. that, like, yeah. anything you sign on to do or something, there's going to be at least one questionable yes, participant. Yes. Together we're weird, we're weird together. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you have any... I got, we got a couple, we got a couple emails this week and they were all from people who didn't seem to know how to do voice notes. So let me read you. Um, An email. Pete wrote, Hi, Ioni and Ben. Pete from Southampton, UK here. Long-time listener. First-time emailer. I heard you talking about Love Island a while ago, and that got me thinking about another classic TV show called Naked Attraction. It's basically a dating show where you see potential dates whose naked bodies are gradually revealed to them, starting from the feet up. Then they get naked themselves and choose their date from the final two contestants. So my question is, if the two of you were on the show, do you think you'd end up picking each other? So we're saying like from the feet up. Once it got to your your penis, I would say, yes, that's a beautiful penis. Um, um, but, but at what point? Your feet and legs are banging. But would you have would you have previously thought that I had the type of feet and legs and knees that you'd be this attracted show to? Is so <laughs> annoying, just because it's like horny people like just make a porn or just like just sort of like it's so. It's trying to make commercial TV pornographic in whatever ways I they guess. can with these loopholes. Okay, would we would we would we have picked each other if we were revealed nude from the feet up? Well, is it is there another person? <laughs> Person, yes. Are you the yeah. only if choice? you were looking at me and Pete from Southampton, was he Southampton? Southampton. So if me and Pete. Okay. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to answer this question. Well, it's so funny because there's no. I don't understand it. So, so are you just? Okay. I think the point is on a purely physical level, beginning with the feet, going upwards. I guess am what I'm I your saying type, is like, are you my it, it's making me think: Is it the only person in the world? Because then you would like, you know, if you were on an island, would you pick me? But it's like, well, yeah, because we're alone on an island. Well, I guess you get down to two, and you only get it revealed slowly, body part by body part, from the feet up. So you see the face. But last. compared to who am I picking? You or nothing? Two people. Two people. Who's the other person? Pete. Oh, I don't know what he looks like. But but would you have thought by my I guess Okay. The, by, oh, say okay, my feet, I guess this is my a ankles, sure, sure, my sure. calves, my knees. At any point there would you have gone, not for me. And then <laughs> rethought it as it went further up. I mean, it's making me think like what parts do I think are I mean, I love um I love your I'm a big fan of your legs. I'm a fan <laughs> of it at all. It seems like I wanna like what would I change? <laughs> Okay, so what about me, Ben? Do you like? I, I mean, I love I love your toes. Yeah, fantastic. Great ankles. Great calves. Ankles. Yeah, gr- I've always said you can really tell really? a woman by her calves. You like my calves? I love your calves because they look they look. Pete, s- thank you for this. Pete, how do exercise. I describe? Uh, can I tell you something funny thank about you, Pete. legs? This is though, nice. yeah. When I was in year five, fifth grade. I had a girlfriend and I wanted to write my first piece of love poetry. 
okay. to her. And I thought, oh, you know, it'd be great. I'll go through her physical attributes and I'll describe them one at a time. And I'll use, you know, some similes and some metaphors and make it very poetic. And I said to, I said to her, one of the lines was, your legs are like volcanoes making me sweat. Oh. And <laughs> I showed it to a, a female friend. She was like, I don't know if girls want their legs to be compared to volcanoes. Well, the feeling you got was volcanic. It was volcanic. That's when right. I, should, I needed a tweak on the language. At her legs. Did you write love poetry ever? And you, I know you wrote, we've talked about your poem to old people, but did um, you ever write like love poetry? Oh, yeah, so much. Do but you not to any? give. Yeah, I have stuff. But can you write any off the top of your head? Oh, no. Rob. Yes. So what happened? Okay, with Rob? so Rob Montabano, my friend. Oh, Rob Montabano. Yeah, it's. Shout what, out Rob Montabano. Rob Montabano in the house. What um, did you write to him? Well, I was probably 14 and he was like 16. And I wrote a poem and it starts, I want you. And then it was basically... Big start. Big start. Hard to follow. Oh, my God. And I put it on his car Ooh. On, on under the uh, windshield wiper. And it was so intense. Just that? You just said, I want no, you? No, no. And it went on to say... It all was the like, ways you wanted him? No, it was not even that. It was like just about all about my headspace. And yeah, probably. And he still has it. What I was just like, about? I think... Oh, I said, I think about sex a lot. But, you know, I hadn't done it. And I went on and on. But it wasn't like a, about... It, some of it was probably about sex, but mostly it was just sort of about... I don't even know. Just very revealing of emotions. And he called... That night? Yes! Okay, so the phone so my rings. Brother yeah, comes, brother okay, my brother comes down the hall. I hear him and he says, Ioni. And I guess we had a cordless phone and I'm in my room. And I'm sort of thinking, you know... Waiting for something like I kind of so nervous. Listen, I think I thought he'd be so psyched and would be just into me and something. I don't know. And I and Rob said I got the note and my heart sank and I thought so. What you could hear from the tone that that was not a positive thing. Well, no, but he said thank you, but you know I don't think of you that way. And that was very. You said a lot, like wow. And he was wonderful, but it killed me. Just it was embarrassing. I guess I realized, like, what have I done? Yeah. It was almost like being under at the dentist, and you, afterwards you're like, what did I say? Did you avoid him after that a little bit? Or? Maybe. But then years later, we, like, kissed and made out, and it wasn't good. Because yeah. I was like, it was nice when I was a kid, but I, I don't know. I just was, like, once it was reality, when I was old enough to really do it, you know, full, be a mature person, whatever, teen, later teen, whatever. It was like, I was like, oh, I didn't really like, I loved him, but he was really just like my brother's I'm, I'm sorry it didn't work out for you guys. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't be a bad husband, but no. I'm just saying I'm, I'm, it, didn't, it wasn't meant to be. Now, if he was revealed slowly from the feet up. It's funny. He's similar in a, a way to you. Yeah. Very beautiful, not very tall. Good, I don't care good about cards. height. Okay. Listen, I know. we're watching Indian, Indian matchmaker. I mean, everyone's obsessed. obsessed with height in anyway. Uh, we've already talked about height. Yeah. I just can't get over it. Really? I felt bad we were at a pool party and you were on my back like a koala, and I said cringe, and <laughs> and then I was sort of just doing a joke a bit. I, I was okay, but you're tougher than me. That's I, why I think you're not a Virgo. I'm so sensitive. If you said that to me, I wouldn't. You would not stop. 
hearing me say, why did you hurt my feelings? You embarrassed me. Well, you have a much lower threshold for a tolerance for embarrassment than I do. Yeah. You hate being embarrassed. That's like your worst experience, yeah. right? Yeah. You wouldn't, you don't, you, you don't like to be wrong uh, with like no knowledge and things. Like you're very like, let That's me Google true. that then. I, let me yeah. see who's right. <laughs> I'm, I have a but bit higher about, tolerance for yes, being wrong. No, that's true. But for me, it's not about embarrassment. It's like I want to be correct. You want to be right. But it's not that, it's not because I want necessarily everyone to think that. Yeah, I like win. to win. I do like to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to win. I, um, yeah, I don't want to be embarrassed. But I'm I vain. sort of weirdly, sometimes I kind of like being embarrassed because I, I like that's the good. feeling of vulnerability. Of It's almost like yeah. when you're embarrassed, you're being seen. Yeah. It's very... Exposed. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> no, you do. <laughs> Let me get on my black leather cap and embarrass you. <laughs> I like the cap. I'd never thought about a I'm cap before, like a little biker cap. Well, I was just thinking of- Or a um, beanie. <laughs> of uh, like Charlotte Rampling, and I never saw that movie where she's sort of bondage looking. Uh, I can't, can't place it. Um, but tell me more. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just this iconic movie where she looks. It must be about bondage. I'm not horned up all the time, but my mind goes there with like when you're saying you like to be. You're more of a conversational exhibitionist. Yes. Like you through. Yes. You, do, you like the vulnerability of being exposed in conversation. Yes. But I get kind of, I need to trust somebody to be. Physical intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I'm okay. I have, I had some tech issues this morning that yeah. I resolved that I'm feeling That's really satisfying. feeling pretty good about. You're getting really good with tech and handyman. You know the Jewish thing they say Jews are not good at handiwork, but come on. I think I've risen up in my approach to handiwork you and in Harrison defiance. Ford. Is he Jewish? Half Jewish. Wow. Yeah, I think in defiance of the stereotype, I was determined to be able to do the basics of being a handyman around the house and very basic i mean where you know yeah, i can put together still, an ikea closet i can no, change some light bulbs I can, but you're like, you're, yeah. you're really you're taking on a lot more it's cool i'm starting to i just want to you know i want to i'm, I'm re- it's for the tribe it's essentially <laughs> for the tribe you know i think we haven't quite we haven't made inroads there's still some room to go left as far as equality and and pulling off a man skirt yeah that i i haven't really done that yet the Uyghurs were saying that the, our friend had designed a skirt for men to wear. and um, In the 90s, he was really like, let's bring that. And who did he get wanting to wear a skirt? Richard Shepard, our friend, was telling us he he had this vision of bringing in skirts yeah, there was one... for men. And it was um, Harry Dean Stanton. Why would he want Harry? I love Harry I guess Harry he was Dean working Stanton. with him. And he, his idea was the only way men will wear a skirt is if the most macho sort of like really masculine men start wearing them. I don't think of Harry Dean Stanton as the most masculine man, but he's cool. I I do. I don't think of him as macho in a way of like, he's not like a beefcake macho guy, but he's like a guy. Like he's like a hard guy. Yeah, that's actually really good because there is also something when like, say, an athletic rugby player Scotsman wears a kilt. It looks kind of, um, it looks very like tough. But Harry Dean Stanton... Is, I mean, he was poetic was and creative poetic and everything, and so, but he's still like a dude, but like he's a man. But, but to, yeah. yeah, and for that type of yes. m- masculine man to wear a skirt, it's different to the, because almost like, there's almost a gay appeal having an athletic guy wearing a kilt, like, because it's so like beefcake-y. 
Um, and so going back to the Jewish thing, when my uncle Michael wore a kilt at my brother's first wedding, it was... Um, Did he do it total free-balling underneath? No, but my brother free-balled. Free at his thing. own wedding? But yeah. But my... No, I'm sure Michael didn't... He was wearing underwear, but he it was cute because he's kind of... Is this bad to say? He's sort of like a classic Nebuchadnezzar Jewish type. Yeah, and, and also so Jews, was, I think, with the circumcision, there's just less protection against the elements. Well, I'm just saying also that he didn't <laughs> less protection against. Well, I think the, the foreskin. You don't have the hood. No, I think yeah, I think the foreskin is like an extra layer of clothing that yeah. explains why you know they could do that. Oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking a little it was... bit of sleet or something gets <laughs> in there with a with a circumcised penis. It's freezing. We approach the end of another episode of our podcast. Remember when we had a format to this? I feel we, like in the beginning, we, in the first we, week yeah. or two weeks, three weeks, we had we were experimenting with format, and now it's, I don't know what this is anymore. It's like a train of consciousness. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. You can we rate and review this podcast. Talking to you. You know, listen to Ben's album. It's, it's really good. The whole thing. Yeah, Get I mean, on a train ride. Listen to the whole thing. Yeah, that's exactly. Listen to whole albums. I still feel like there is something to be. Just I know we're in this streaming world, but listening to whole albums is a beautiful experience. Yeah, it's so it's really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave people with a song called "The Good Stuff" from the record that people can check out. Say hi. Send us your voice notes with questions or comments at weirdertogetherpod at gmail.com. and. We love you. Beautiful babies. We love you, beautiful babies. Was that a good beautiful babies? Yeah, it was a great beautiful. You want to do another one? Do another beautiful babies. Okay. Beautiful babies. Ooh, that was sultry. That had a lisp to it. Beautiful babies. Ooh. Beautiful babies. Beautiful babies. <laughs> I cracked. Okay. Beautiful babies. Bye. At a flat in a Bondi beach Used to show up every day around half past three I was just a kid full of mixed up dreams Trying to find a sound inside of me Stephen played a record and a sad in shock Was it Jonathan Richmond or Iggy Pop? Get a little bit of what you got I don't think I ever want this song to stop Cause that was the good stuff And it knocked me on the floor I tasted the good stuff And I just wanted more I love the good stuff But I'll never understand Why does the good stuff always make me want to be bad love can do Tell each other secrets in the afternoon She's the one who taught me sing to the moon So sorry for the things that I put her through I touch her still with doing what it always did Leave me feeling like a man and a little kid I still remember the first time we kissed 
feel like witnessing a magic trick Cause that was the good stuff And it's on my heart to break I tasted the good stuff And I was wide awake All that good stuff But I never understand Why does the good stuff always make me wanna be bad? I don't need to know what you get up to To the good stuff Will I ever understand Why does the good stuff Always make me want to be bad Why does the good stuff Always make me want to be bad Even when we're on a budget We still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up Stunning high-end goods For 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.